0: Hey, I'm Louis, nutritionist and personal trainer, and it's my privilege to welcome you back to the Between Two Plates podcast in association with Strength Vitality, where we discuss everything between gym plates and kitchen plates to do with fitness, nutrition and mental health. It's amazing to have you back listening to the podcast. Uh, as you'll probably know already, due to some excite- exciting changes around us moving venue, it meant that realistically, reporting, recording the podcast was unachievable. And I've been saving a couple of episodes from 2020 to drop in, which we've already done. Um, during the transition, as we've moved studios, we recorded some of the episodes in funky locations. This is the last one that we did, so please do excuse the acoustics. In this episode, we get to catch up with an old friend of mine, Mr. Ollie Grinsel, athlete, food lover, coffee lover, and by the way, an adaptive competitor. Ollie sat down with me to dive into his past, his journey to where he is now, and his take on the sport of CrossFit, particularly as it pertains to being an adaptive athlete. If anyone has any questions relating to any of the topics discussed in this interview, that's you, Thundercats, (laughs) please don't hesitate to email me at louis at strengthvitality.com. Thank you again. And as ever, and always, we hope you enjoy the podcast. Pow. Ollie, thank you so much for joining us, brother. I know we've just caught up, but for the benefit of everyone else, welcome. And how are you, my friend? I'm very well.
1: Thank you, Louis. Uh, Thank you for having me on today. It's nice to see you. We we haven't uh, seen each other for a while. So even though it's through a screen, Still nice, still nice to see your lovely face.
0: Well, right back at you, man. And may I say, (laughs) so well it has been. It has, as we were saying earlier, it's been about a year, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, this uh,
1: this virus hasn't (laughs) helped with the uh, the human interaction. But I think I was last at the gym probably in February, um, twenty. Well, I I don't even know what year it is. Twenty twenty, yeah, February twenty twenty. I was last at the gym. And obviously lockdown happened in March and now it's coming up to March again. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. You've got but your that, home gym though, right? You've
1: got your home. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it's it's probably not being utilized as much as it should. Okay. But it's it's there, you know. So if ever if ever I want to work out. I find that um winter. Winter affects my training because I, I'm in the garage. It's cold, it's dark. It's not the most inviting training environment. But, you know, today it's actually sunny. So I got out there today, did a nice little 20-minute AMRAP and uh, feel all the better for it. So You love an AMRAP. What did you do? uh, Five cow bike, five American swings, five box
2: jumps, five dumbbell press.
1: That's, so it was all right. It was all right. I do, I do love an MRAP. I don't, yeah. I think I got six rounds. <laughs> um, yes. I did. I did a trial. You know, because I always I come up with these crazy workouts, and I think right before I record this, um, I'm going to do a, a, a trial warm up round. So I did the first one. I was like, oh, a minute around. Yeah, I'll, I'll easily do twenty rounds, no problem. Uh I didn't. <laughs> uh, I I still make the mistake of going all out as soon as that, you know, three, two, one, beep. We all we all know that sound. Yeah. I'm just straight I'm just straight out of the blocks. As fast as I can. And then three minutes later I'm I'm dying, I can't breathe. It's it's a mistake. You would you would have thought after nearly two years of CrossFit, I would have learned. Never. But
0: I have... A- <laughs> I've never seen you not walk out of a gym, like, totally covered in sweat. I've never seen you, like, you're always ready. Headband on, rucksack ready for walk. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> y- well, what's the point? You know, if you're not going to work
0: hard, the point in turning up. <laughs> you do. right. Ollie, anyone listening to the workout you've just said you've done might not understand why I'm talking to you about adaptive <laughs> sports because you're doing box jumps, like, everything. Um, well I thought
1: it's it's weird because box jumps to me I love them but I watch other people do them and I watch their rebound I'm like yeah I can do that I can work on that and I I just can't I thought I'll give it a go but I'm all over the place with balance Um, so yeah I do the best I can (laughs) but I never have to worry about shinning myself because I've got built
0: in shin protectors so it's all good (laughs) Ollie, on that note, so for anyone who hasn't met you and if they're not watching, can you give us a bit of a background into yourself and uh, why you are an adaptive athlete?
1: Yeah, of course. So um, I was born without uh, fibula bones in both legs Um, and I was born with feet. I've got a a couple of missing fingers on each hand as well. Um, So... When I was about twenty two months old, um I met a orthopaedic surgeon. Well I, I didn't meet him, my parents did. Obviously uh, <laughs> <was, laughs> I was there. I was there, but I don't really remember him. <laughs> I was only, you know, I was only however old I was. Um and basically the decision was to amputate um through my ankles. Um, so basically get rid of the feet. And and use prosthetics, or it would be, or I would be in a wheelchair full time. So, obviously, the uh, the decision was made to amputate. And uh, my mum tells me that six weeks after that, I, I got my legs and I was kicking a ball around. So, to me, it wasn't it wasn't really a big deal. But yeah, I was a, I was a young child, so I six just six weeks of, after that, you were kicking a ball around. Yeah, apparently, I'm still no good at football though, so. <laughs> It, it didn't help. That's such a testament to you, man. That rings true in everything you do. Yeah, I think it's sort of largely down to my parents and the way they raised me. They didn't let my air quote disability stop me from doing anything. Um, if I wanted to do something, I'd do it, and my parents would let me do it. And, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd fall over, but kids do. That's That's how you learn, isn't it? um so i was I was treated the same as every other kid. I did the same as everyone else. Um, if there was anything I couldn't do, then I'd find a way around it. Um, just trying to think of an example when I was a kid. but I can't really.
0: Uh, I just I think, no, I think a part of that, while you're probably finding hard to, to think of an example, touches back on what we were saying before this is that you haven't grown up perceiving it as a disability it's been your life and it has yeah and so maybe maybe on that note then why 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 did you air quote the word disability
1: i think because for most people on the outside looking in you see me with prosthetic legs and uh missing fingers and you go oh, oh he's he's disabled but if you break down the word disabled it's it's you know the inability to do something, which I haven't really come across much that I'm unable to do. Okay. I can't go on tiptoes, but you know, use a step. There's always a way around something. Yeah, man. Um, so it's sort of it's it's a strange word. There's a lot of sort of um, memes around and and. Quotes around dis disability and the word disability has got ability in it, um, but yeah, it's a tricky one for me because, like you say, I've I've grown up with it. It's it's been my life. I haven't known any different, so I don't really perceive it as a a disability. It's just just my life. I I, I may have to do things a bit a bit differently, but I still get them done.
0: Yes, man such a pragmatic attitude. It's lovely that you know where that comes from as well, I think your parents sort of instilled that within you. Then, yeah. So with, with that then, Ollie, because I know we, like, obviously, like, we're, we're going to talk a lot about the CrossFit aspect of this here. And I don't know if you're aware of it. I'm sure you will be. But when you compete at Pick It Up, Put It Down, one of the things that, about Pick It Up, Put it Down that really does stand out with me is so many people are inspired by seeing you perform so well. And I think that touches on maybe the assumptions that we have about what you might perceivably be able to do. So, when you firstly, are you aware of that where people are like, wow, this is insane? And then when you hear that, how does that make you feel? I mean,
1: it's, it's strange because <clears throat> I think last year in particular, Came back for the after party in the evening, and there's all these strangers who I don't know, then just coming up to me, going, "Oh, you were amazing today! It was so good to watch you do that." I'm like, "Yeah, all right <laughs> Okay. So was everyone now Like, I don't, I don't really see myself as any different than any other of the athletes who are competing. So it's yeah. strange for for strangers to, to come up and go, "Oh, you were amazing." Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I love a compliment. But there's always a part of my head that's going. You're only saying that because I'm um, I'm different and I've got prosthetics. Right. But it's 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 tricky, you know. I've always been a a person that doesn't really accept compliments. So when someone says, "Oh, you're amazing," I either go one or the other or I go, "Oh yeah, I know," or you know, just brush it off. <laughs> go, uh, Or or the other end, I just go, "Not really," okay. you know. I came last. How's so that amazing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I was amazing, I'd be on the podium. Um, so it's it's tricky. i mean i I do get that I can in, inspire people and do inspire people, but it's again, it's a tricky word, sort of being inspiring, yeah, because I, are people seeing me do crossfit or fitness? do they see me doing it and does it make them think, well, if he can do it, then I can. Or, you know, it's, it's a tricky word. Like I don't see myself as inspiring. I just do CrossFit and fitness for myself because I love it. And I love the, the outcome, yeah. um, of doing all the fitness. It means I get to eat more. You know, it's, that's, that's the, uh, the biggest win is, the, is all the food. Yeah, and the coffee. Boom, the and coffee. the coffee. Oh,
0: yeah. What, what what are you drinking at the moment? Was it Cat? Is it, which
1: one do you drink? Uh, it's called Cannonball Coffee. So I went um, and judged at a comp down in Hastings, uh, Project Novo. And um, Duncan, the owner of Cannonball, was there. So he had a stall. And we just got chatting. Um, and because I was judging all the judges got free coffee. So I took advantage of that. (laughs) And um, I was like, this stuff is amazing. And and we just got sort of chatting on social media. And he said, look, you know, do you want to be a a cannonballer, which is what we're known as like, sort of ambassador for the company and I'll get you a discount. And, uh, and yeah, just went from there. So sort of, there's no there's no expectations of being an ambassador, you just get this discount and he said Look, if you want to post it on your Instagram, do that, it's fine. Um, whatever you want to do, just just be involved. And it's so, good stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, it well, I don't I, I don't know how much you know about coffee, but I've I've researched it quite a lot.
0: I know you, I would not that <laughs> I know
1: you know your shit. <laughs>
0: um so the
1: the Cannonball Coffee is made with Robusta beans, which are not normally known for their taste, but they are known for their high caffeine content. So Duncan sort of has been around the world. He's, he's found this uh, Robusta bean from Rwanda, and he's sort of done different roasts, and he's found this flavor. And I'm, I'm biased, obviously, but um, I think it's really good. And it's great. It's great as a pre-workout, and that's that's what we use it for. So you know, I have I got sent some uh, some pre-workout recently, and I don't know if you've you, you you probably do know about it. You know, being a nutritionologist as you are, um, but it's got this stuff called beta
0: alanine in it. How much did you burn?
1: <laughs> and it just it feels like your body's on fire i do not like it it's really
0: odd sensation that um that that i was, you know, i was talking to um i was talking to i think it was matt tyler about that the other day you know matt you know matt yeah of course i know matt of yeah you know he matt. <laughs> uh, of course i know matt i gave him his first no rep when he started crossfit I love. Do you know what, Oli? That is not even the first time you told me that. That is because I, <laughs> I know. I know
1: you. He he's been on on your podcast previously, and he talked about it. And I've known Matt for years. He's a obviously we both live in Crowborough, um, and he used to play rugby for Crowborough, and he was he was very good. Uh, so I sort of know, know him from there. Okay. And. He he was a golf pro. I'm sure if people have listened to his podcast, they'll know all about this. But anyway, he was down at Sweat It as a as a member. Obviously, now he's a qualified PT and he works there. But he was down at Sweat It and he was doing these uh, pull ups, and then he had shoulder surgery, and then he uh, then he he turned up at CrossFit Uckfield. I was like hello mate how are you doing and uh anyway a couple of weeks later he was doing doing the open i think it was 28 2018 2019 and uh, he picked up this dumbbell it was a i think it was a hang clean or hang hang clean and press dumbbell and he pretty much just snatched it from the floor i was like no rep that's not the movement what are you doing and ever, ever since then, we've just sort of had this, this um, I suppose, this uh, sort of backwards and forwards just banter of anything he posts, I just comment, no rep. And, but he's, he's such a nice guy, but he's also really annoying, which, which um, another one of our friends, um, oh, what's his name? works works with Matt Is Matt's boss basically he owns, owns Sweat It oh, and I, I s- Tom yes sorry I, his name completely went out of my head yeah. anyway I saw Tom at the rugby club and he uh, he said oh Matt's joined uh, CrossFit Uckfield, hasn't he I went yeah yeah he went and this is Tom Tom went he's bloody annoying isn't he I went what do you mean Tom <laughs> and Tom just went he's just good at everything he does <laughs> and actually <laughs> Actually, yeah, he is because he joined, and within two weeks he'd done a bar muscle up, a ring muscle up. He Seriously? Was, yeah. Oh, it, it, this guy's insane. He, uh, you know, you know Matt as well, yeah. but um, yeah, within two weeks, and then you know, within a month, he was cleaning a hundred kilos, and you're like, who is this guy? Where's he come from? Why? <laughs> I know, I know, Matt Fraser's just retired from CrossFit. Maybe uh, Matt Tyler's going to be the new He's the new space. CrossFit champ. He's definitely less space for
0: it. Um, <laughs> the, the, we were talking about um, the paresthesia effect of beta-alanine, and that's that tingling sensation. Yeah, um, and you can if you if you spread if you care, but they put it in a pre-workout because it gives you that feeling. But yeah. its actual effect on your body is noted when you have it as a sap when you have saturated levels of it in your body so yeah so i know you're, one you're one meant one. to dose that over a time aren't you yeah. so you but don't I just <laughs> <it's> that <laughs> tingling feeling i'm like no i don't want to do yeah. this again if you split it up into different if you do want to take it if you split it up into different doses throughout the day the smaller it can yeah. reduce that paresthesia effect that like tingling okay so, Ollie, what was your... Man, you, you are like at Ooh. home in CrossFit. You can, like, we talking. went off
1: on a tangent there, didn't we? I know,
0: but I love it. <laughs> this is what I mean. This is when, the, when the podcast can come back in person, it's going to be a dream. But um, you've got... You're judging, you're competing, um, you're actively... I mean, you've got your home gym and, you, and you've also... You work in a box as well. You do training in a box as well when you can. What was your journey into CrossFit? Okay, so... Um... So I was
1: watching Meridian News, as you do. I can't remember when. It was probably a couple of years ago. And there was this, um, they featured this double amputee who was racing motorbikes. I was like, wow. I, I didn't know that was possible. Anyway, got to the end. This guy took off his helmet. I was like, that's Murray. I'm like, I know him. Anyway, long, long story short. Um, he organized a comp down in Brighton at Connect. Uh, I'd never heard of CrossFit. I just thought, oh, it looks right, right. just, you know, give it a go. Uh, so I entered this competition. I think there was four of us. There was myself, Murray, a guy called Gary, and another girl called Ruth. Um, so I went down. Uh, they gave me all the workouts. I was like, oh, what the hell is a GTOH? I went, oh, it's a ground to overhead. I went, what's that? <laughs> I, I didn't know <laughs> anything. They literally had to run through what the workouts were, what the movements were. I, was, I went, okay, I, I'll, I'll give it a go. Wicked. Um, I think, the, I think it, was, it was either the first or second workout. Um, actually, the first workout was uh, sled drag. So that was all right. Yeah. Um, second one was, I think it was three rounds of 20 war balls, 20 cal ski erg, 20 ball slams. And I got into the second round and I just felt sick. Uh, Are <laughs> you uh, doing this as well? Is your, is your yeah, main- yeah, Murray. So Murray organized the comp and he was competing as well. Um, so it was down at Connect, down in uh, Brighton, um, and Barney, who worked there at the time, he was he was judging me, and I said, "I'm going to be sick." He went, "Well, you're either going to be sick or pass out." I went, "I'm going to be sick," and literally, <laughs> we ran to the side door of the gym, and I I threw up. Um. So that was my. My initiation into CrossFit, if you like. That's a baptism of fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and Gary threw up as well. So I thought, this is a weird sport. You just, you know, <laughs> you compete and then you throw up. Is that the idea? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I like this.
2: Do anyway, I get a so, <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got finished the day uh, and I went away on I thought I was fit, you know, I thought I was I had a general level of fitness. This has shown me that I don't. What have you been doing before that? Um just like you know, bro sessions, bench, oh. deadlift, you know, the the typical rep scheme of three sets of eight heavy weights. Yeah, man. No, um so, you know, strength-wise I was all right. Aesthetically yeah, moderate, um, but fitness was was just non-existent, um, which was proved to me on that on that day <laughs> that you know wall ball, ball, ball skier are gonna that ball slow
3: <laughs> um,
1: just makes you throw up. So then, um, so that was in November. Uh, so I went away um, and tried to do a bit of it in uh, in my local gym, which. Which wasn't really set up for, uh, no. for CrossFit. It had all the the iron plates and the benches and the squat racks and all that sort of stuff, and so it wasn't set up for CrossFit. Uh, I think it was December time or January. Uh, the open got announced. I was like, "I'll, I'll give that a go." You know, uh I'll enter that. See what see what it's all about. And uh, so I I contacted. Krish from CrossFit Uckfield. I sent her a message. I said, I've just entered the Open. Um, can I come and come and train with you guys? She says, yeah, that's fine. I'll come along. We'll do a uh, a foundation sort of day, course, whatever. Um, and then we'll go from there. I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Should probably mention, um, <laughs> I'm a double amputee. I've got a few, you know, missing fingers. She went, Okay, well, um, you yeah, know, we still come along and and we'll see what we can do. So we went through, went through the movement patterns. You know, she said, right, let's see a squat. I went, okay, you might want to make some space because <laughs> uh, cause my spot is my squat is very unstable. Uh, I could end up on the floor kicking you. You know, not on purpose, but. Um, <laughs> She was like, okay, well, how can we, how can we improve this? And so we worked together and we sort of went through the
0: main movement, movements of CrossFit and, uh, and it was all right. And, yeah, uh, that being like, shit, I didn't realize how much I could do. Or were you a bit still not sure? It was, it made me
1: realize how immobile I was, okay, <laughs> especially in my shoulders. She was, you know, getting me to do banded pull-aparts and, Oh, yeah, I was, I was creaking and right. I was just my mobility was shocking. As I think most people who start CrossFit, the the mobility is shocking. Um, yes. and my, mine's not much greater now, to be honest. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we just found ways around it. So I think it was that was 20. Seventeen or was it twenty eighteen? I think it was twenty seventeen. My first open, Um, and what one was it? Nineteen point one was good. It was uh, well, I say it was good. It was it was movements that I could do. (laughs) Really, it was um, it was dumbbell snatch and burpee box jump overs. I think Um, it, it was it was brutal. I remember, um, yeah. And I, I didn't complete it in the time cap. I retested it a couple of years later and did complete it. So yes, man. So awesome. there, yeah. And that's that's part of the reason why I love CrossFit because it is measurable. I mean, you know, you complete a workout or, or you don't complete a workout, and then you do it a few weeks, a few months, a year later. You're knocking off seconds or you know you're actually com- completing it whereas before you couldn't um so it, that in itself shows progression yes, mate. you see that you literally get to see that progress yeah What's the, but, what um oh, yeah so then i think so i was like oh, okay and then you know you, you follow all these people on instagram you follow that phrases the the uh, icelandic Dottiers, yeah, you follow all these people. And then um, Murray contacted me again. He was like, I've been in contact with um, Ollie Mansbridge, um, and he's sort of the, the head of CrossFit UK now. But he was doing an event. It was, it was up in Sheffield. It was wow. Inferno Pairs. So it was sort of um, the way they advertised it was one adaptive, one non-adaptive, I, I can't remember how they worded it, um, so it was a pairs event, so I did that with a guy from, from Uckfield. Um how did it go, it came third, nice, um, but there was only three of us, so <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I like to say third, not, not last, it um, came third, man. It came third. Um, but it was good, it was sort of, it, it was strange it sort of I'd found this new sport to um to get involved in and get stuck in and this new community of people like minded people and and everyone's just cheering and shouting and encouraging and it was just great. I just loved it because before that I used to swim, which is a very solitary uh very mm-hmm. solitary sport and there's not much. Uh, community involved you pretty much get in a pool swim up and down um and then leave so you know going from that to to crossfit and all these hundreds of people and and i just loved the event situation you you go into this massive hall with I, i like to compare it to when i was younger and sort of went clubbing but you yeah, know, replace the alcohol with exercise yeah. and the hangover with doms. And you're pretty much there. That's for me,
0: <laughs> that, that is a CrossFit event. Well, I'm not sure you've sold it to everyone with that, Ollie, but, uh... well, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, at the
1: moment we're in lockdown, no one's going anywhere. So, yeah, fair. um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. You know, I still love a good night out and, uh, and still suffer with hangovers but but crossfit sort of uh, still you're in that massive arena with uh, a dj usually and just you know hundreds and hundreds of fit people walking around it's just it's, just, it's brilliant
0: have you generally found the community to be really uh, like supportive it sounds like the community's just been supportive of Like there's been, there's no, in everything you've just said, there's never been anyone who's like, um, oh, I don't think this is going to work. It's actually been like, let's embrace this situation. Um,
1: I had one, one negative experience. Um, I did a competition with Bex down in Cheltenham. um, And the guy, the owner of the box there was just, I don't want to swear, but he was a miserable Insert word you here. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was just this miserable guy, and so I'd, I'd messaged before. I said, "Look, I'm I'm an adaptive athlete. Um, are you happy for me to to adapt some things?" And and he was fine. And then we sort of turned up on the day, and I said, "Oh, I'm gonna. I think it was. Oh, I'm gonna swing the the 16 kettlebell. Is that okay?" He went well, yeah, but your partner has to swing the twenty-four. Like, How? <laughs> what? All oh, right, okay. See what... And and then, um, and then there was box jumps involved as well. And I said, no, oh, I'm going I'm to jump to twenty, not twenty-four. He went, well, that's fine, but your partner has to jump to the higher box. Like, well, <laughs> you said, you know, you said you were happy with us to adapt. And now we turn turned up and you're, you're changing the goalposts. And he just, he just wasn't a very nice, nice bloke. Um, okay. But that, as I say, that's the only negative experience that I've, I've had, really, where he wasn't really up for letting me adapt. I mean, he was, but, you know, he was making my adaptions. He was putting them on to someone else. Whoa. So... It was. It was yeah, oh, Bex was. Bex was happy because you know she can swing a twenty-four kettle bell, but it's just the way he said. Well, you can't both do that. Yeah. You, you know. But yeah, we moved on from that. We didn't come last in that competition, so. Oh, well we got, done! I know. I think there were sixty teams, and we came
0: fifty-seventh or something. So. Wicked. You know. Well done. That's that's awesome. It's. Yeah. That- it sounds like that uh, situation maybe it wasn't personal to you. It sounds like anyone had an issue that day, they were gonna yeah. get a bit of the grumpy dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did yeah. I mean, and I've spoken to people and they went, Is he that bald guy? I went, Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so I think he's got I think it's got a bit of a uh, a bad reputation in the CrossFit world. So maybe it wasn't just aimed at me, it was maybe he just is grumpy.
0: That might be a bit of a sausage. <laughs> um, tell me about, because you competed with Mitch with Mitch Adams, didn't you?
1: Yeah, so um That's
0: amazing.
1: Yeah, so this um inferno pairs, like I said, I did the one in Sheffield with a guy from um up across the Uckfield, um and then it came around again in London, and I sort of I wasn't really training at Uckfield as much because I just sort of got my garage gym. So I was like, oh, I need to find a partner. <laughs> um, I, I I don't feel I can ask anyone at Ugfield because I'm not there enough to sort yeah. of, you know. And and who would I pick? So I jokingly put out a Instagram post saying I'm doing Inferno Pairs London, I'm looking for a partner. Obviously, they need to be an elite athlete like myself. <laughs> and, and I tagged. I tagged um, the lean machines. I tagged Zach George and I tagged Mitch. And anyway, I got a, just a, a laughing face emoji reply from Mitch. I thought, okay, he thinks I'm joking, which I, I was kind of, but then I, I, I just thought, do you know what? I'm going to ask him. Um, and I said, if, if you are free and you're up for it, do you fancy it? And I've I've got the um the conversation as a photo somewhere but he said what are the dates um yes I'm up for it I was like okay I probably need to start training a bit more <laughs> but um <laughs> it was yeah it was one of those surreal moments where
2: wow.
1: we just had this brief um Instagram exchange next thing I know I'm filling out an application to enter with Mitch Adams, the, you know, five times regional CrossFit champion. And, um, yeah, and uh, so I'd never met him before. Actually, I had met him before. I've got a photo with him. I didn't know who he was at the time. Where did you meet him? But I did a competition up in Birmingham. Um and it was a, it was an adaptive comp. They, it was an it was Battle of Britain 2018. Right, twenty seventeen. Um can't remember which one. Anyway, I I was walking around the the stadium, um, walked past Zach George and I went, Zach George, he went, Hello mate, how you doing? I was like, Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's one of it's one of those uh, one of those you, you follow you follow him on Instagram and then you, you meet him and he's like oh my god that's 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 Zach George anyway so uh, I was just chatting with him and ended up having a photo and then Ooh, Mitchell, nice. and then uh, he's he's a really nice guy I've met him a couple of times and chatted to him before uh, he's just a really nice down to earth guy and uh, is uh, anyway so we ended up having this photo taken Mitch walks past and Zach was like Mitch get in this photo Mitch was like no 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 it's, it's fine and um, anyway Mitch is quite a short guy and obviously myself and Zach are near on six foot so uh, I think Mitch is in the middle of this photo and it's quite a uh, I'll have to send it to you or I'll put it up on my Instagram. But it was... it was. So that was the first time I met Mitch. I didn't really know who he was. Um, And then I did a bit of research. I was like, okay, this guy's actually pretty good at CrossFit. (laughs) Um, He's been to regionals five times. He's won the Open a couple of times. I should probably start training a bit more. But you know, he was one of those people you just—I'd never. I, as I say, we had this photo, but other than that, I'd never met him. We turned turned up at Lee Valley Stadium on a Saturday morning. Um, met Mitch. He was like, "Right, what's the game plan?" I went, "I don't know. You, you tell me. <laughs> you tell me."
0: Did you know uh, what the workouts were
1: beforehand? Yeah, I think we got sent them a couple of days before, but um, yeah, there was. I think there was one. I think the first workout was four minutes to find one RM hand clean, and and we were in the warm up area. He went right, Ollie. What's your what, what's your one RM hand clean? I said it's fifty five kilos. He went okay. So uh, we're going to load up the bar with 60, and you're going to do two. I went, do did, did you not just hear what I said, Mitch? My, my 1RM is 55. He went, no, no, no. That's fine. Um, so anyway, loaded up the bar with uh, 60 kilos, did two reps, hand clean. I went, okay. So uh, 55 is not my 1RM hand clean. Yeah. <laughs> he went, and then, so this was, this was in the warm-up area before the, event, the uh, event even started. And he he turned to me and he went, right, so you're going to open on 70. I went, what? I said, mate, what? <laughs> and, and, uh, and to my surprise, I opened on 70, did 70.
0: No freaking way.
1: Um, so... Just by Mitch going right, you're going to do this—a PB, my one RM hand clean by 15 kilos oh. without any training. Just Mitch going right, do this. I went, oh, okay,
0: <laughs> brilliant. brilliant.
1: Um, so yeah, I did—I PB my um, my hand clean in that day, and he did as well. Brilliant. His was a his, his was a bit more than mine. <laughs> yeah. His was uh, 145. <laughs> Oh, my (laughs) God. Wow. Yeah. But he's just – he's an incredible athlete. Um, He told me this story about when he went down to Wit in London. And uh, everyone knows Zach George. Zach George is the poster boy of of UK CrossFit. But because Mitch had been doing it for years before, before it got big here in the UK – he turned up at WIT and no one knew who he was.
2: <laughs>
1: he said, um, I'm here for the, uh, I think it was ex Endurance Training Day or something. He said, oh, I'm here for the X Endurance Training Day. And they went, who, who are you? He went, um, uh, my name's Mitch. Mitch Adams. And they went, oh, yeah, your name's here. Yeah, come in. <laughs> but uh, wow. what, you know. He just—he was just sh- not shocked, but he went. Well, yeah, I've been doing CrossFit a lot longer than Zach. Um, I've—I've—I've—I've I've, uh, I've, I've been to regionals quite a few times, and and no one seems to know who I
0: am. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, Mitch, just it's because, because it's you're small in it. Small. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. no, like, I've, that's a really unique situation to be able to go in. Have no one like no one has any estimation of you, and you just rip it up. And I bet he did as well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,
1: he's he, he's one of those athletes, Bill like or Matt Fraser, who just doesn't have any weaknesses. I, I mean, he's short. But he, he's uh, Zach gave him the nickname Squirrel. Like obviously, uh, Zach is the silverback. Um so Mitch has sort of adopted this squirrel, squirrel persona, um, where he's just where he's just bloody quick. But I think he did a he did a Instagram story challenge of um like 15 seconds, burpees over bar, and I think he did 12 or 13. I was like, that is that is incredible. Oh, <laughs> That's cool. he, squirrel territory. Squirrel speed, yeah. Cool. So he's always he's always on about squirrel speed, but he's he's strong as well and he can do gymnastics. Just all round pretty good at CrossFit. Um <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, he totally carried me for that competition. There's no way we could, we would have come first if it wasn't for him. It was the I think it was the last event and it was it was running. Uh we didn 't do the running we were on a on a bike. Yeah. he went right what where what do I need to do <laughs> because I think there was a couple of points between first and second place. He went where i said well i i don 't know on how how good the other guy is at running. He went right, so it 's the run. I went well, probably he went no, say so no more, <laughs> and literally i 've got a video of him. <laughs> Running around this track, and just like blistering, just overtook everyone. It was a staggered start, and he he started in the back, overtook everyone, got back to us first, and then we were burping while other people were coming in. It was just insane. Where does he? What does? Where do you guys end up finishing? We came first. (laughs) Yes, Um, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, so we were sort of up on this podium with all these other people. Um, I was like, there was one guy called, uh, I think his name's Cam Cameron or something. He's a British rower. Um, And he was first in the sort of the mail. I was stood next to him. I was like, look at this dude, he's massive. (laughs) There's me and Mitch just... But no, it was a a great experience, and and we were going to do it again um, this year. But obviously, you got Corona. Um, um, they were going to do sort something online, but he he's based up in the Midlands, so it would have been really awkward to sort of get together. Are you guys still in touch then? Yeah, yeah, we're still sort of. He's um, he started his own sort of woodwork company. During lockdown, because his obviously his gym's shut. He he owns uh, CrossFit Wolverhampton. Well, no, not CrossFit Wolverhampton. He uh, he rebranded after the whole uh, yes. Glass Glassman thing. But you know, functional fitness gym in Wolverhampton, let's say. Yeah. Um, but obviously, that's been shut. So he's he's built himself a shed and he started his own woodwork company. So yeah, it was it was still in contact. Good on him. Awesome. Yeah. I think it's it's one of those things you meet. You have all these heroes in CrossFit, and then you meet them, and actually they're just normal humans who are just really good at CrossFit.
0: And they're really good, not because they want to be like, not because they want the limelight. They're good because they love what yeah. they do, like, and that's that's a special thing. You can't blag being good at CrossFit, can you? you can't.
1: Oh no, there's no there's no height, you know. There's no cheating.
0: No, I mean, I mean there is, but
1: you know you get. <laughs> You get caught out. Yeah. Um, well, well, what's that guy's name? You must have watched the uh, documentary. Uh, is it not Carl Say- Cole Sager or something? One of the guys who uh, he tested for... Uh, is this who they're bringing back in? No, I think he got banned. There's been quite a few though, which is quite quite worrying. I know there's there's drugs in all sports. But I thought CrossFit was, wouldn't be one of them. But there have been a few, and they have
0: been caught. So there is oh, that. Yeah. And not there necessarily. Is. What I think is reassuring is that they're not just being caught. Like, it's not like they're only testing the top 10 males and females. No. I think, is it at a regional level that they were testing? Yeah. So. Have you seen the documentary
2: Icarus? No. Oh. Uh,
0: I may have done. I'm not sure. I, so I haven't seen it, but I listened to the director of that was on Joe Rogan and uh, they were talking for ages. And basically about Russia and their like blatant doping. Of He at one point says it was every single Olympian apart from the figure skaters. <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. But I think that, yeah, and, and what we is there' going to be drugs and everything, but to be fairly confident that who the people who are like flagshipping the sport, I think we can be fairly confident that they're, they're legit yeah I might yeah. get my word
1: one day, but <laughs> well yeah why is why is Matt Fraser retired? <laughs> no no, no. You're the, uh... <laughs> you're
0: to say that to me man <laughs>
1: no I mean there's, uh, there's obviously a lot of speculation on what he's doing. And, but do you know what, fair play, he's, he's done it for however long he's done it. He's five times world champ. Why not go out on top? What, what else has he got left to prove? Exactly. Uh, if, you, if, he, if he is pursuing other areas of his life, then
0: fair enough. Fair can, play. You, can you imagine, though, having the... Now, I, I, I will attest to the fact that, like, I, obviously, if, let's say it came out that that was the case. It wouldn't mean that he hadn't put hard work in. I wouldn't, no. wouldn't. But his whole brand is hard work pays off, and I think it yeah.
1: just, it's like bomb. Yeah. Not just hard work, <laughs>
0: or just d- drugs pays off. Like <laughs> <deep and laughs> yeah. It's he
1: probably wants- not the best. The best message to be sending. <laughs>
0: Definitely <laughs> not. Hopefully, we won't sort of screen grab that comment. <laughs> Ollie, what are the, some of the changes that you've seen, like generically, like on a broader perspective, in the adaptive scene within CrossFit over the last couple of years?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was, I was speaking to um, Jason, another guy um, down in Bath, and I don't know if you're aware, but Eric Rosa, the new um, CrossFit CEO, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what they he call is, themselves.
0: the new CEO. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so he is very, very keen to get adaptive people into CrossFit and he's put an adaptive uh, category in this year's Open. Uh, and I know uh, quite a few of my friends were involved in sort of writing the standards and, and writing, getting involved with the, the CrossFit rulebook for, for the adaptive side. So, yeah. so it's, it's becoming more mainstream, um, which is great uh don't get me wrong Murray myself and Gary were trying to push it for ages and ages and, and we got a few extra people involved sort of um team adaptive uk has grown from like the three of us i think there's over 40 people involved now oh, so wow. there are well there are a lot yeah there's a, a lot of people um getting involved and finding the benefits of crossfit especially especially surrounding sort of adaptive because there's so much out there on, on Instagram, on Facebook and adaptive athletes themselves, just posting workouts and, and being, being inspiring. So it is, it is slowly gaining traction. Um, and I think the beauty of CrossFit is everything can be adapted. You you can find a way to do, um, not every movement, obviously like, I would say you can't do a one, one-armed muscle-up, but there's a guy called uh, Casey Accree in America who can do a one-armed muscle-up. <laughs> wow. So um, ring muscle-up might be different. Uh, I haven't seen him do that, but, you know, there's, there's ways around the thing. another girl um, called Louise. She's actually developed her own lifting strap So she's a one-armed adaptive athlete. Uh, She lives up in Wakefield, Bolton, somewhere like that, up up north anyway. Um, And she's developed with a company her own lifting strap. So it sort of um, attaches onto her residual limb and it sort of evens up the bar so she can do deadlifts. And um, she's amazing. It's sort of, if you watch her videos, you think, Bloody hell! Like she, she's uh, squat cleaning fifty kilos, which you know, even me with I, I can not do, but even with my you know limited fingers, I still find it hard. And she's doing it pretty much with one arm. You see, <laughs> brave as well as like impressive. Like, it's yeah. Fun. Oh yeah. Sort of. I remember the, my first ever bar muscle up. Um, it, it wasn't a case of physically being able to do it. It was a mental block. And, um, cause I just have visions of me falling off the bar, just breaking my back, you know, just injuring myself in some way. Right. Um, so Chris put a crash mat under the bar. She was like, there you go. You're fine now. I went, don't think I am, but here we go. <laughs> and it was just, you know, even that small thing. What did that crush under the bar? And it was a pretty it's it's strange because I knew in my head I could do it. I had the physical strength and the technique to be able to do it. But it was just going over the top of the bar and I had visions of my hand slipping or something going wrong and just falling from that height was just uh it was a mental block. Yeah. But um once, once you've done it, it's sort of yeah, okay, okay, I can do that. <laughs> you know, I can do it once. That's that's my limit. That's it. So, though. Yeah, it. I yeah. Think um, and I think it came. It came up. I think uh, bar muscle ups came came up in an open. I think it was twenty nineteen. Um, I ended up doing six, which is the most I've ever done. Wow. Um, but it was, it was. Once I did one, then it was a case of, right, I can do one. Let's get back down, reset, you know, three seconds, do another one. It wasn't a case of, of I'm going to link these because I just don't have the grip to, uh, to stay on the bar. Uh, it's was, it was funny, actually. I bought these, um, they're like hooks. So they, um, attack, they're like wrist straps with heavy-duty hooks. Yeah, I think I've seen them. Um, so I tried those uh, anyway, it didn't work um so Matt Tyler came in he was like oh yeah i'm gonna I'm gonna do this and he, he literally jumped up got got the hooks over the bar, but then couldn't get off <laughs> so he was he was sort of, was sort of st- stuck up on the bar uh, and we had to sort of lift them off <laughs> he says yeah they work i went yeah but how are you going to get off you know if
2: you're
1: tra- <laughs> you're training on your own and you jump up and you're fixed to this bar you're stuck you know but um yeah they didn't work for me and it was just they just provided a bit of comedy <laughs> with matt so it's well, then it was worth it
0: definitely uh, yeah yeah uh, i think they're still at the gym somewhere so. Uh, that's one of the things that I think unifies the CrossFit community and that you know whoever you're meeting, right, whoever you're meeting, whether it's someone who's just walked into it or an elite athlete like Mitch Adams, you know that you're all familiar with the pain, the, the, yeah. like the way it feels, you're all familiar with the terminology and all, whether it's doing your first box jump to a foot or getting your first muscle up, you all are familiar. We're all familiar with what it feels like to be like... I really don't know, having everyone be like, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And then that yeah, like, fuck, yes, I got it. Yeah,
1: yeah I remember when, um, when I came over to, to your gym and I was I started training with Rob, um, Rob Lawrence. Yeah. And again, he was, he was one of those people I sort of turned up and you were chatting to him at reception and he was like, oh, hello, Ollie. And I, I literally had no idea who he was. Uh, but it turns out we'd met at my niece's birthday party and his, his kids are the same age as my nieces We're good. but he he was a lot bigger back then so he'd lost a lot of weight so I didn't recognize him and then anyway we got chatting and then I started coming in training with him and and he was one of those people that was new new to training um obviously he has a background in rugby um but he was new to this whole, whole crossfit he was like oh, i want to get involved i want to you know do some conditioning i want to um do some some big wads i was like okay mate fine and then he got a bit and then he got a bit too involved a bit too cocky and went and researched everything and i remember once i came in he said right well, he, we're gonna do a centenary workout i went Okay, okay, Rob, all right, I'm going to go along with this. Uh, so I said, do you know what that is, Rob? He went, yeah, yeah, 1,000 reps. I went, okay, have you worked out what movements we're going to do? He went, no, 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 we'll sit down, we'll write it on a bit of paper. I went, okay, <laughs> you know, so I played along with it. Anyway, we started this centenary. I said, this is about two hour, two and a half hours work here, Rob. He went, yeah, yeah, it's fine, we'll get it done.
0: I remember okay. I remember cuz <laughs> Adamant it wouldn't take that long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so uh I said to him, look, we can either do it, you know, ten reps of of each and then move to the next one or do it in a circuit. He's like, "Oh yeah, we're doing a circuit. That'll be better. That'll be better." I went, "All right, mate. Anyway, we got to uh, 300 reps and he literally died. <laughs> and uh I said, mate, we're only we're only on three hundred reps. We got another seven hundred to go. He went, no, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anyway, I think we I think we did two more rounds, and we called it. Uh, we called it five hundred. <laughs> but he's just one of those people that is so keen. I was like, yeah, you can be keen, but be realistic. Yes, you know, you've only been training for couple of months and you've only sort of changed your training style to CrossFit in the last couple of weeks that we've met and we've started training. You can't just suddenly go in and do a
0: centenary, which he which which he realized after that day. But that's, that is what, that is that process that we all go through that like, yeah, like I can smash it, And it's almost, again, yeah. one of those things that unify us. We all go like, you look at work and you're like, that is doable. <laughs> Halfway in, it's like, that Spongebob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like,
1: yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's
1: one of those things where you look on paper, you go, oh, I really like the look of that. Yeah. Because um, I remember when, when uh, Mitch was doing his 10,000 burpees, uh, he did it in, in lockdown. It took him something like 16 hours. But he, he's so good at the maths that he, he worked out he had to do something like, uh, I think it was 12 a minute right? Um, to complete it. He gave himself a time cap of 24 hours. Um, he wanted to do it in 16, which meant 12 burpees a minute. So I thought, I'm going to give this a go, like do an EMOM. we can. Um, I think I did about six minutes. I was like, "There's no way. How can you do? <laughs> how can you do burpees for 16 hours? That's just crazy." That is,
0: but then you know, crazy. it's this next level. It's beyond it's physiological. It. That is like a mental game. Yeah, it passes. Yeah,
1: but again, sort of I, I remember when I start first started Uckfield. Uh, There's all these these guys who are deadlifting 190, 200 kilos. And uh, there was me, you know, being typical male, going, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get there one day. I can do this. And it took me a while to get over that, that I'm probably not ever going to deadlift that. But do you know what? That's okay. <laughs> because how, how useful is it to be able to,
0: uh, to pick up that much weight off the floor? Well, mate, 100%. And you would sacrifice that 30 kilos of what your one-rep max could be for being able to do a bar muscle-up and a box jump and a burpee and a snatch. Like, yeah. All of those skills, which are probably more reflective in other things we can do.
1: Yeah, see. Sort of. It, it took me a while to get over that that male uh, that ego, but yeah, you know, it was one of those situations where I thought, yeah, they can deadlift two hundred kilos, but they've got legs and full limbs. <laughs> I haven't, <laughs> so you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the disabled card here because <laughs> it works in my favour yeah this occasion. that's it yeah I I, well i could i could lift uh, 200 kilos but you know I've got no legs so
0: you know what man i wouldn't <laughs> put it past you putting something like that out of the bag knowing what you've achieved like i wouldn't put like 200 kilos is a heavy weight but no there's yeah.
1: no way i've 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 realized there's no way i'm doing it maybe i think my one RM is 140 so i think that's enough do you know what i'm not i'm not chasing the big numbers because they don't mean anything to me i'd much rather be able to lift 60 kilos repetitively fitness wise um and still move efficiently than injure myself trying to lift 150 kilos off the floor it's 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 one of those things where it's is it functional yeah the Crossfit is meant to be this functional fitness sport. And if you look at it in terms of being functional for your everyday fitness, yeah, it does help. But, you know, those big deadlifts, those big snatches, that that you don't do that movement in everyday life. You know, I think that there's a video somewhere of uh, people opening cupboards and doors and sitting down and and doing it the CrossFit way yeah. is, is sort of people sitting down on the sofa. They're doing this perfect squat. Like, yeah, arms out. Yeah. Um, and We're reaching the jab job in the cupboard. Like. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a great video, but it is sort of, it is true. You know, we don't, we all move in different ways. And yes, CrossFit does help, but no one sits on the sofa in a, a squat. Position? Do they? You know, get your feet right.
0: Um, I'm currently on a Bosu ball right now. Oh, like, nice! I'm not on a Bosu ball. <laughs> so Anyone listening and thinking, what a weirdo, Ollie? What do you think? Um, what do you think is gonna? I maybe it touched on some of the stuff that Eric Rose is pining through. Where do you want to see, and what do you think is going to be the bigger changes over the uh, over maybe the next couple of years for adaptive athletes in the CrossFit world? Well, yeah, I mean it's it's a tricky one.
1: So sort of, I feel like I've kind of done with competing adaptively, um, but you, you know, never never say never. Okay. I, I think you know I'm always going to do pick it up, put it down, but. That's, that's not an adaptive competition. That's just, you know, just an awesome event which raises money for, for charity. So that's, that's always going to be something I'm going to do. Yes. But when it, when it, when it comes to um, competing in the adaptive division, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'd, my competition is, has always been Murray um, because we're both uh, amputees. But he's, he's a lot stronger than I am. He's a lot fitter than I am. So it's, it's, it's a tricky one to sort of get a level playing field. And that's what a lot of um, the adaptive athletes have said in CrossFit. You, can't, you cannot create a level playing field for all adaptive athletes. And it's same, same in the Paralympics. You know, you'll see a sport. And you'll see a whole variety of people yeah, yeah. doing the same sport. And you think, well, why is that person competing against that person? That's not fair. Um, and in terms of disability, it's, you know, it isn't fair. When I was swimming, I was swimming against people who had slight cerebral palsy. But, you know, it's, just, it's comparing apples and lemons, really. Yeah. It's, you, you, you can't do it. Not fairly. Um but you know Eric rose mm-hmm. Eric Rose again people involved is is a is a great step forward for for adaptive um CrossFit. And if people see it and they want to get involved then then that's great. Um for myself I'm I'm not sure where it's gonna go. Um competing wise. But we'll we'll see what happens, you know.
0: Do you have an idea of how you think they might do it? So, how they might equalize for uh, like the open or make it slightly fairer for like the as, as adaptive athletes move through? Or do you, do, you, do you have no idea yet?
1: Well, I mean, there are, they're trying to sort of break down categories. So, within adaptive, you'll have, I think there's three categories at the moment. Um, so, you have a lower limb impairment an upper limb impairment and then they group together all the wheelchair users but even even grouping wheelchair users together there's such a scope of of um disabilities within you know wheelchair users like depending on on their function and where and why they're in why they're in a wheelchair yeah it's, it's really hard to level up the playing field so there is they can only do
2: the best they can you know because because
1: disabilities are so varying you're never going to find two comparable people like even with Murray and myself yes we're both double amputees below knee but our amputations are different he's got you know all of his arms and fingers and stuff um he's got different prosthetics to me so even though we're both double amputees there's still yeah, a massive yeah. there's still a massive gap in between us so i mean yeah they can only do their best and i don't think the adaptive community are going to kick off too much because give you know we we've been given the opportunity to get involved awesome. in our own category, which is a massive step. You know, all all the, all my friends before have done the open, but just as a, a normal person, if you like. So they've, they've entered entered the open and they've just adapted anything they have to adapt. Whereas now we've got our own category. It does sort of, make us feel a bit more involved whereas before it was a bit of an afterthought they I mean it would, don't get me wrong we were still welcome to do it yeah. but now there's sort of more opportunities for
2: for more people to get involved
0: well have we seen an adaptive athlete
2: get past the open yeah uh
1: no that would be an amazing no, there, thing to do there was um a few years ago, um, at the at the games, they sort of they got all the adaptive athletes on uh, on the floor to do a sort of like a halftime show, if you know what I mean. Um, so they did one of the wads that was in the games, and they did it on the floor. Um, there was a guy called Kevin Ogar who. Basically, he, he was um, a very high-level CrossFit athlete and he broke his back in a competition doing a snatch. No way. Um, yeah. His, his, um, his documentary is on Netflix. It's a really good documentary. I can't remember what it's called, but if you search for Kevin Ogar... Um, I think I know this, you know. I haven't seen the doco, but... I've been, yeah, up. but he was, so, he was sort of overnight went from a top-level CrossFit athlete to being paralysed from you know, doing a sport he loves. But now he's – really, it's a really good documentary because he's a – I think they're called Red Shirts. Yeah. He's a Cross, he CrossFit first Red one. Shirt. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: He was the first um, wheelchair user to become a Red Shirt. And they made, they made him work for it. Don't get me wrong, you know, they didn't say, oh, well, he's disabled. Let's let him do it. They, they really made him work for it and said, well, how are you going to demonstrate a snatch when you're in a wheelchair? How you, you, obviously, you can't do it yourself. How are you going to cue people and instruct people how to do it? And he found, he found a way. And I think they failed him three times. But he he went away he thought about how he could do it and and he did it yeah. so he's he's one of the sort of pioneers for adaptive crossfit as well there's another guy called um Logan not Logan there's a, there's a couple of guys who are like pioneers for adaptive crossfit uh, they're all American, uh, but they've really sort of opened up CrossFit for adaptive people, adaptive people, adaptive athletes. Um, so you've got sort of Kevin O guys in a wheelchair, but he's also, uh, I think he's a world record holder for Paralympic uh, bench press. He's, he's huge. So he, <laughs> He's this really massive guy and he can shift a lot of weight. And you've got another guy. Um, I can't think of his name right now, but he's a one-armed athlete, and he is just incredible. Um, and there's there's a blind girl as well, and just watching watching her doing wall balls and doing box jumps. Mm-hmm. The, uh, this is mind-blowing how, you know, most people with vision hit themselves with a wall ball in the face. It's happened you know, it happens quite a lot. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> Everyone has had a wall ball to the face. It's it's, <laughs> it's one of those things we crossed it. Just <laughs> yeah. And you think, well this girl is blind and she's doing war balls. How you know it does make you think even in the adaptive community there's always someone worse off if you like. So even as an adaptive athlete, you think, well, I can't really complain, can I? <laughs> when, you know, this girl can't see and she's still doing box jumps. What have I got to complain about? So, even you know, even in, um, even in the adaptive community, there's always someone worse off. So, I can see going back to what you said earlier about other people being inspired. I can sort of see it because... People seeing me do stuff and uh, it makes makes them question themselves. Really, yeah. um, it's nice that and it, yeah, and if if people do get involved because of watching me, then that's great. You know, more more people getting involved is always better. You know, it's, we want people involved in fitness, whether it be crossfit or or going to the gym or whatever. Um, there are benefits of exercise you know there are so many there's i don't think there are any negatives apart from the doms obviously but you know everyone everyone yeah.
0: grows to love the doms though that's what you are thinking yeah
1: off. oh yeah it's it's a weird thing isn't it
0: <laughs> yeah it's a strange feeling ollie is there anything else that you want to add to what we chatted about today
1: I don't think so, mate. I know before we were, uh, before we recorded and went live, we were chatting about how we, we originally met. And I think it's just, a, for me, it's just a crazy story. Um, and ooh, I've got to tell it now, haven't I? Um, <laughs> <You> <laughs> I can't, I can't leave it a bit out about
0: my hair, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mate, I, do you remember I posted that photo? I found a. Um, Is it a prospect? I found a Heathfield Community College prospectus, and you were in there with, <laughs> with uh, in all your glory. Oh, it's fantastic! Um, that is anyway. If people, if people want to see that, they can go and they can go and look on your Facebook. And
0: uh, what they did they was go them. right. Let's choose a kid who we want to never have a girlfriend or any friends ever. <laughs> and let's and let's take a picture of him and put him. On front of everything, I still can't live that down. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: mate, it's uh, it's it's that laugh that gets me. Like, so the the story is, I worked at Heathfield Community College um, in the learning support uh, department, and uh, I think it was it was a year seven lesson. Uh, I think it was September time, so there was all these fresh faced year sevens and I was in there supporting some of the other kids and then um (laughs) I just I just heard this laugh I turned around I was like who's who's this kid (laughs) uh and it was it was Louis and he just had this massive afro hair and just this infectious laugh which we've all grown to love um and then you know that was that was my first meeting of Louis, and then you know, a few years passed. I left Heathfield, and then uh, and then we met again. And he he'd grown up a bit. He wasn't a year seven anymore. He was just <laughs> six foot, you know, personal trainer at the gym. But uh, we just we just instantly connected. I think it was over coffee, and yeah, man. and we just yeah just gained this friendship. But it just makes me feel old now. Dude, same. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did we say? Like 15 years ago? 50, yeah. Must oh, have been. Dude. The thing I was, yeah, I was probably 20, 21 when I was at Heathfield. So I'm 36 look, now. Yeah. No different. Yeah. Man. You literally
0: have not changed. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's,
1: it's a great skincare routine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Is> <laughs> it keeps me young. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that, does, that, is a, that is a throwback and a half. Um, yeah. well, we're going to keep that photo away from anyone. Holy uh, <laughs> mate, I, we're going to have to have you back on. And as I said, when, when we're allowed to properly meet up again, we'll do it in person.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah.
0: Depending on the time of day, we'll have coffee or beer, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Oh. Yes. Um, but, mate, I'm so grateful for you coming on. And I think, like, I really appreciate it. We know we spoke before, but... Your honest insight into where the sport is, your background, where you see it going. And people, I know everyone will really appreciate hearing that. And I don't think anyone listening to that will not have learned something from it. I think anyone will will have learned at least your perspective on some of these things where it's hard to gain a perspective on.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, we all have preconceptions of something that's different. And the the only way you're going to get educated is by talking to people or listening to people and finding out information. I mean, it's, it's not all going to be black and white. Um, I can say something that's meaningful to me, but it doesn't mean every disabled person thinks like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it, at least it's someone's viewpoint and you can gain a bit of of education and take away what you want and if you want to ask questions then then do you know people humans are 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 curious we're curious people we want to find out you know even myself i'll see someone walking down the street or they'll look a bit different or they'll have a different walk and i'll think oh what's what's happened there you know we are we are curious people um i don't think there's anything wrong with that there are obviously ways to, uh, to find out information, and not everyone is as willing as I am to talk about it, but most of the people I know would rather people ask questions than have a an idea in their head, which isn't true. Um, so yeah, just ask questions. You know, that's, that's how we learn.:
0: Well if anyone wants to reach out to you. Um like chat to you about it or maybe even be like maybe someone will listen to this one day and be like this is me like i i can i would be an adaptive athlete and they want to reach out and speak to yourself how can they find you
1: uh some on instagram ollie grinsell uh ollie with one l that's that's another story Um, (laughs) but on facebook as well um yeah just uh, actually a friend at work googled me yesterday. Um there's there's quite a few pictures of CrossFit events on on Google. So if you want to find me you can. It's not it's not difficult, you know.
3: Yes,
1: you're famous, mate. That's what it is. Well, I don't know about famous. Maybe
0: infamous. <laughs> but oh, uh, no. Thank you so much. Yeah, reach out. There was one more thing I wanted to ask you, and I can't remember what it was now. Uh, oh, it will come back to me, I'm sure. But mate, thank you so 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 much. I have loved talking to you, and I can't wait to for us to catch up again.
1: Oh mate, it's, yeah, it's been it's, as I said, it's been nice to see see your face, and, and that that laugh is is gonna it's just gonna be with me forever. <laughs> mate, I think that's that's what most people who've met you. Uh, oh, do you know Louis oh what the, the kid with the laugh <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's your trademark it's what you're named for I'm not, sure, I'm not sure it's a good thing but I can't change it That's the... no mate trust me it's a, it's a good thing oh thank it you it is a good thing <laughs> brother but yes but yeah been nice to chat with you nice to see you. and let's do it again let's do it again for sure yeah definitely yeah hopefully when uh, the world opens up We'll, uh,
0: we'll get a training session in together. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. Yes. I'm not as fit as Mitch Adams. <laughs> well,
1: no, I don't think anyone is. But, you know, we're not trying
0: to win a comp. We'll just... We'll uh, enjoy it. We'll just throw some bars around. Nice. Wicked. Ollie, yeah. thank you so much, mate. Uh, I will let you go uh, and we'll catch up soon. Yeah, definitely, mate. Thanks for having me on. Brother, thank you so much, you legend. Team, thank you so much for listening to what was essentially a really fulfilling chat with a long-term friend. And I think there were some important insights that we all got there um, as it pertained to the adaptive and non-adaptive elements of the sport and some exciting things for us to look forward to as well. Ollie will always, um, always be really, really up for you having you back on. I think that the sport is moving in so many directions positively. And I think for anyone listening... All that we can be when we think about CrossFit is excited for where it's moving into the future. And already we are seeing huge leaps and bounds in many different facets. Ollie, thank you again for your time. Thank you for sharing your positive energy. I've totally lapped that up. Have a wonderful day, team. And I am jacked to see you on the next podcast, which is the roundtable with the mighty Ryan Kurd and the super Ollie Stables. ThunderCats, I'm out. Pow.